call. So we have um, Drew remotely. Yep, I'm here. Thanks, man. Sure. Uh, Sunita. Present. Howard <laughs> present. Ezwar? Here. Uh, Dick? Yes. Dave Wilson? Here. And I, uh, Vice Chair Ranko Botto, is here. And I will turn it over to Drew. Oh, uh, we, we're missing uh, two different um, trustees that are should be noted for the record as um, absent today, which are... David, uh, David Kwan and Andrew Gardner. Correct. So those two are uh, absent. And then, um, Drew, I understand that you are appearing. We have listed you in, on the agenda under item 1B uh, as utilizing AB 2449's emergency circumstance. Um, the emergency circumstance is statutorily defined, which includes a physical or medical emergency that prevents you from physically attending the um, meeting without disclosing any diagnosis or disability or medical information, can you please give the board a general description of your emergency circumstance? Oh yeah, sure. So as everybody knows, Dick Santos and I are charter members of the Bad Back uh, fraternity. And the worst thing is sitting and it's about an hour drive. So um, my doctor recommended I not sit, which means not drive. Uh, those of you, it's not a secret. Those of you who've seen me in person, I'm sometimes rubbing my back. I know. Uh, Roberto is now a charter member. Welcome to the fraternity, Roberto. Um, so Franco um, um, uh, has, has thrown the short straw to chair this meeting, but I really wanted to participate. So let me just, before I turn it to Franco, Well, there's, there's two other qualifying things yeah, yeah, under AB uh, 2449. Yeah. One is that you have to attest that there's no one over the age of 18 in the room with you. No, just me. And then also because of um, AB 2449 for the emergency circumstance, it requires the board's action to accept the emergency circumstances valid under the statute. So we have to have a first and a second and a roll call vote. Great, let's do that and I'll turn it over to Franco. Thanks, Maytech. Okay, I will entertain the vote first. I'll make the first. Okay, Dave Wilson makes the first. I will second it. Um, because he is remote, do we have to do a name by name? Correct. You have to do roll call votes for all of the votes. Okay. Okay. Um, so we have a first and we have a second. Drew. Yep. Aye. Um, he can't. Uh, he can't, oh, he vote, can't yet. vote on his own. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is quite an incantation Aye. you have here, Mayjack. Howard. <laughs> yes. Eswar. Aye. Dick. Yes. Dave Wilson. Yes. And I, Chair Franco. Yes. Okay. Yes, we got. It was a unanimous for everyone in, in yeah. person, and then uh, Drew is considered is absent, ab abstained, and then um, Gardner and Quan are absent for that vote. Uh, with that, you oh. have a physical quorum. You can proceed with the meeting, and Drew, you are allowed to participate as a uh, member of the board. Thank you. Great. Well, if you allow me the privilege to turn over, I know Andrew called me and said he couldn't be here. Uh, did anybody? Does Quan? Did Quan Roberto reach out and say he wasn't going to be here? He reached out earlier <coughs> to let us know that he was not going to be available today. Okay, that's great. Well, Franco, I picked a crappy meeting to turn over to you. Based on the agenda and Roberto's comments, this is probably going to be the shortest meeting in the last decade. So this one goes under your belt. Keep it short, Franco. Over to you. And you know that me being the chair, it's going to be really short. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Exactly. <laughs> I'm jealous, but I know I have faith in you. 
Okay, let me go through this here. Um, so, nothing to wait for sunshine. And then I think our first order of business is a closed session. Unless I'm missing something. No, that's correct.
closed session. Uh, one reportable item from our closed session, the board has voted um, seven to nothing to have Drew Lanza and Eshwar be the labor negotiators for the CIO and CEO. Have I missed anything there, Harvey? No, but just for clarification, oh, sorry, he's speaking for Roger. <laughs> he's cheering, so <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to jump in. Uh, that uh, the labor negotiator for the CEO will be Drew Lanza, and then for CIO, it will be Eshwar Menon. So, um, and that's for items 2B and 2C, and there's no reportable items for item 2A. Um, Chair Lanza, uh, we started the meeting without um, going to orders of the day and setting the ground rules, so if you could please state that for the record. Well, I thought Franco did do orders of the day. No, we skipped uh, it. I did not. Where is that? You want Franco to do that, right? Yes. I think I have it right here. Yeah, great. Uh, orders of the day. Chair Lanza will be joining remotely, utilizing the AV 2449 uh, medical emergency circumstances. The August 17th, oh, why is this one on? Oh, the August 17th Joint Audit Committee has canceled. The next JAC meeting will be on September 21st. And I think I already said the waiver of sunshine, Wait, didn't I? I thought the audit committee was on August 17th. Oh, the, the audit committee? Yeah, yeah it, it, it was scheduled for um, later this month after the February meeting, but um, has been canceled and we will have it in September instead to allow us enough time to be prepared for the request the board asked at the last meeting. Vice Chair Votto, what date was the new meeting? So I can put it down. September 20, oh, that's a JAC. Yeah, I don't know about the audit. JAC. August, oh, September 21st. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I guess there's a, so we got our consent calendar. Motion We got a motion by Dick. We'll have a second. Second by Dave Wilson. We'll go to a roll call vote. Drew? Aye. Sunita? Aye. Howard? Yes. Eswar? Aye. Richard? Dave Wilson? Aye. And I, Vice Chair Votto. Do we not, do we not have uh, any reports from you or? So, so you have consent. Or is this yeah. out of? Yeah, now in the next item is in the. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Item two: investments. All right. Thank you, Vice Chair Vado. Uh, it's going to be a really short one. Um, I have some numbers here for you. Actually, before I share those numbers, I introduced uh, Harrison Pierce on Zoom, our newest analyst, uh, at the last board meeting, and Harrison's actually here. Uh, so please welcome Harrison. And uh, so fiscal year today through August 1st, uh, the Fed pension was up 1.6%, and healthcare was up 2.2%. But more importantly, I'm sure you're waiting 
awaiting 6.30 results, fiscal year. And so these are, again, uh, just to preface my comments, these are unaudited estimates. Uh, pension returned 7.6% last year, so significantly higher than our discount rate. And healthcare was up 8%, also quite a bit higher than the discount rate. Not only that, uh, our pension plan beat the investment benchmark by 50 basis points, and healthcare was up, uh, beat the benchmark by 35 basis points. So in three of the last four years, we've done better than the discount rate, and four of the last four years, we've done better than the policy benchmark. So we've added alpha in all four years, last four years, and three of the last four years, we've done better than the discount rate. And uh, so um, I'm happy to take questions. By the way, that's also my self-assessment, so I hope I don't have to fill out a lot of <coughs> forms for Walter. Uh, it's all in, in the numbers, and the numbers are as I've presented it to you. Uh, I'll be the first to say great job with your work and your team's work. Thank you, sir. Do we have any questions or other comments? Hearing none, let's move on. Um, for old news, we already reported out of closed session, so new business. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. No, no, this is, yeah. it's, it's a separate report for closed session. Not use closed session from this morning, but this is an investment report from closed session. Is oh. that correct? No, this is actually a, a closed session item related to the settlement of member Robert Foster. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that okay. occurred in, um, in May that the board authorized, and the, the settlement has now been finalized and entered into by the parties. And so I have a, a, a comment for the record to be read out of closed session for the May 4th, 2023 session. Effective September 1st, 2023, member Foster entered into a settlement agreement resolving the dispute between the member and the plan over the board acting under San Jose Municipal Code 3.36.1150 for action to be taken to forfeit a portion of Mr. Foster's benefit due to his felony conviction in January 14th, 2022 for a felony he committed during the period when he was a sworn officer and employed by the San Jose Police Department. The settlement agreement entered required that the member's initial base benefit paid to him on his effective date of retirement and before coal is applied thereafter be reduced as follows. 30% reduction to his disability portion of his benefit, 30% reduction to the service portion of his benefit. As a result of the member's, as a result, the member's original base benefit of $7,975.23 has been now revised to $5,582 dollars and 66 cents effective September 1st, 2023 and forward. The COLAs calculated will from September 1st, 2023 shall be based on the revised base benefit. The plan shall not recover any retirement allowance paid to member Foster prior to September 1st, 2023. And member Foster has also waived and released all and any claims against the plan arising out the board's action under the municipal code. Thank you. Thank you. All right, um, moving on, CEO's report. Roberto, your yes. show. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Chair. So I'll be quick, uh, just a couple of uh, items to share with you. We completed the recruitment uh, to one of our accountant positions that was available, and uh, Trang Vo will be joining us September 11th uh, for the accountant position. Um, the retirement connection uh, 
newsletter, the quarterly newsletter was published and distributed uh, last month in July during your uh, uh, summer time. And uh, we, the office will be closed on Monday, September 4th in observance of Labor Day. Um, we also kept both boards apprised, but I wanted him and everyone, Michelle uh, San Miguel, who was in the office with us for uh, uh, many years and was acting executive uh, uh, position, assistant position, actually left us uh, to move to uh, a position outside the city. So we actually kick off a search for a new executive assistant. We're hoping um, to be successful in that search and have someone on board. Um, our goal is sometime next month, so I will keep you posted. And lastly, I uh, just wanted to let you know, um, we have been in working at the office, but also in communications with the city uh, for the possible uh, um, strike. Um, there are some, I believe, three unions that are still working on, on contract negotiations with the city. And so we have to make sure that we put plans uh, in place in the event that there is a strike just to make sure that we can continue uh, with our core duties, <coughs> none of which is more important than making sure that our retiree payroll is completed. So we will keep you posted. Uh, we actually uh, have a plan in place. Uh, we do have some retiree uh, prior um, employees from the office that have done those kind of functions before are available and standing by in the event that they're needed. So. With that, that uh, completes my report. I'm happy to answer any questions. Okay, thank you. Any questions for Roberto? Okay, move on, city council report. Good morning, everyone. It's good to be back, sort of. It's nice having the month of July off and a much uh, more relaxed schedule, and most of us on council, we take advantage of that. My staff was in place most of the time, um, <laughs> which is great. They got a lot of work done, but it was nice for me to get away too and, and take some time off. So I'm back and that's exciting because there's a lot happening, particularly, and Roberto mentioned the uh, strike vote was taken and we're waiting for the count to see whether a strike is going to occur with a couple of our bargaining units. We're hopeful that we can reach negotiations. We, were, we did go to mediation, that really didn't pan out, but the council is still very uh, focused on coming to an agreement. Uh, our first closed session was supposed to addressing the, uh, the discrepancies between the offers and what the bargaining units want and what we're willing to offer at this point. Uh, we were supposed to meet on the 8th, but uh, myself and another council member put out a letter requesting that we meet early and have a debrief on what's been happening in the negotiations so we could all hear at the same time what the negotiations were and what some of the concerns were and, and also talk about possible solutions. So uh, luckily the council all agreed to meet. We met August 1st and we had a two hour closed session just addressing that issue. Um, like your closed sessions. Obviously, I can't report any of those details, but it was uh, beneficial, at least from my <laughs> perspective, to hear how the other council members are thinking about this, and, and truly, I believe, we'll come to an agreement, and I hope 
that we can do so and avoid a strike. Um, I know city staff is doing, is the city manager is discussing with her directors what happens if we, if there is a strike, how that will affect business or our service to our staff, our customers, our clients, our residents. Um, and there are some areas that may be of concern, but most hopefully looks like it will be a short strike if it is a short strike. And I'm just hoping we can avoid that all together. I truly hope we, we can come together and, and reach, co reach uh, consensus. We are close. Um, the other thing, I just wanted to give a shout out to PD and firefighters for their support of National Night Out. We just had National Night Out on Tuesday. Always successful, the origins of it. I think it started in Michigan, maybe Detroit, as uh, PD, a way to interact with the neighbors and create neighborhood community connectivity. And this is a lot of years ago, way before my time. And now it's evolved into this great community event, kind of postponed a couple of years because of COVID. But this year is a lot of energy. I think I had 12 neighborhood associations uh, to meet in two hours, two and a half hours. <laughs> I ended up at eight, which is really remarkable, and ran into PD several places, and a couple places her, uh, ran into firefighters as well, uh, and heard from the residents, how come Fire Engine 37 isn't over here? We asked them to come, and I said, I don't know, what do you want me to do? Maybe they're out on call. Oh no, we know they're there. Well, whatever, okay, next time we'll get firefighters or PD. But I just, I, I appreciate the generosity of time of both the police officers and firefighters who were there. We had a couple of vehicles at my neighborhood associations that was fun. The SWAT team and the ICAT team were, were there with their units and, and we had a, a police dog there as well. So I'm just really grateful for the support uh, because it's really important for the neighbors to see police officers and firefighters as human beings and what they do and be supportive of them and they were really grateful. So thank you, thank you all for that. And I, because we haven't met as a council, I don't have anything to report other than, you know, bargaining is our big issue right now. That's it for me unless anyone has any questions. Great, any questions? Hearing none, thank you. Moving on. Discussion and action of an ordinance to amend San Jose Municipal Code 3.36.1468 to extend the deadline for naming a new spouse as a beneficiary. I'm not sure who's handling that. Um, oh, there we go. Welcome, Cheryl. Always good to see you. Well, How are you? you, Roberto. I appreciate that. Hi, everybody. I'm Cheryl Parkman. I'm from the Office of Employee Relations, and today Hi, I'm Cheryl. Drew says hi, too. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> Drew, yes, I can't see you, but you're always present. Um, I'm here definitely to heard. Yeah, <laughs> definitely heard. Uh, I'm here today to present a municipal code amendment to the board for their comments before we take to council on August 22nd. Um, this was actually a request from the retirement boards to extend the deadline um, for our retirees in the police and fire department plan to provide information to the retirement services team on if they have a new spouse or domestic partner. So previously the deadline was 30 days, uh, but now we've extended it to 90 on this municipal code. Uh, there is a second change. It's a minor housekeeping item in the amendment. It just 
uh, make sure that the rest of the, the municipal code refers to the right paragraph, paragraph three. So very small change, but per our municipal code, we do come to the retirement board to see if there are any comments on the ordinance before we bring to council. So with that, I'll leave it to the board and I'm here to answer any questions that you may have. If I may, uh, Vice or Chair Votto. Mm -hmm. um, so as you may recall, in January of this year, we had a member, Kevin Fagaldi, who came before this board, who w got married, was in retirement status, went on an extended vacation, had some medical issues, and was not able to submit his optional settlement election for his new spouse within the 30-day window. And because of the language of the law at the time, we had to deny his application. So as a, that's the genesis of this ordinance here, uh, just to put the, the ordinance in context for the board. The board then directed staff and council to send a letter to the city council to request an extension of the, that 30-day window to 90 days, and that's what we did, and this is the response, um, and the city council did take that under advisement, and that's why the, we currently have the ordinance that we have before us. I, I did look, take a look at it. It does comport to what we had requested of them. Um, a couple notes uh, related to it. So as Cheryl mentioned, the city council provides the plan and the board's uh, opportunity to comment and provide a recommendation one way or the other whether or not they agree with the, the change. A couple, uh, in my personal analysis of this is a, a couple things for the board's consideration. It's one that it's not retroactive or clarifying. So anyone uh, that we, that we applied the statute to before the city council adopts it, um, tentatively adopts it on August 22nd, uh, this change of the 90-day window would not apply to them. It would only be prospective, so uh, Mr. Member Fagaldi would not be in that window. I just want to make sure we're all clear about that. And then um, it also doesn't recover um, someone who retires, remarries, and dies before the 90 days lapse. So unfortunate circumstance, someone dies during their honeymoon before the 90 days between their marriage and the deadline. Um, but this ordinance does extend the 90 days like we asked them to in the, in the February letter. So the city council has provided us um, what we've requested. And so these are additional things for the bargaining units that they want to discuss that. That's beyond our jurisdiction to substantively change matters, for example, to cover someone who retires, marries, and dies before submitting their um, application within the 90 days. That's beyond our our ability here as a board. Um, what we asked was a procedural change to change the deadline, and that's within our jurisdiction, and that's what uh, the, the city council has agreed to. So the action before the board is to provide a recommendation on whether they uh, agree with this change or it, whether they want to send it back to the city council with their comments. Okay. Any comments? I've got a I've got a couple of questions. Um, one, um, I remember correctly, and maybe I don't. California law usually steps in for a spouse, current spouse. So with this, you're using the 90-day period where someone passes on their honeymoon. Wouldn't California law kick into that? Well, so the optional settlement election, so each member gets unmodified benefit, and that's the benefit they get themselves. They can choose to modify that benefit with various optional settlement elections, splitting the one benefit stream into multiple yeah. benefit streams amongst various beneficiaries. Mm -hmm. And so here, if under the San Jose Municipal Code, um, if the new spouse um, is, 
would only get, would not get a survivorship benefit in this situa situation because the community property on which the retirement benefit is based, because the member was married to this new spouse after retirement, would not go back to the service that was um, underlying that benefit. So that's why um, oftentimes when a member does get remarried in retirement, they opt for an optional settlement too, where they can separately designate a new sp new um, beneficiary, which would be their new spouse. Okay. And then I guess my other question would be that this specifically says spouse. Yeah. I mean, you would likely think that they're probably not going to have a child in retirement, but <laughs> I'm just going to clarify, maybe they get married and they adopt the other you know, person's child. You know, I don't, I'm not prepared to answer that at this moment because I, I need to take a look at the overall s structure um, of the uh, the code section. But I, if I do recall correctly from looking at the ordinance and the ordinance language, this is limited to domestic partners and spouses. And the municipal code section is specifically about marriage or domestic partnership. There's a whole other municipal code section regarding survivor children or dependents. Right. Um, dependents that are adult children, I mean. So they may be, if there's an adopted child, they would pro likely be covered under a separate municipal code section. And do we know is that one 30 days as well? I think that it's upon the birth or adoption of the child that it would, that it would, it would kick in, but I can get back to you um, because I think that that's a separate, a separate right. issue, a separate okay. issue than this particular one. Because there are, in fact, people that do have children after retirement. Oh, yeah, I know a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody else? I appreciate the work. I mean, we've had a lot of issues in the past, as you know, and it uh, sounds like everybody's chipping in. Comments, about. Uh, yes, please, go ahead. I, I just on behalf of the board, I, I, I really want to extend the appreciation mm -hmm. of the board both boards, but this one particularly to City Council and the city for being so responsive to the request that came out of this board. So thank you for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we have a discussion and action. So. There's a motion by me. A motion by Dick. I have a second. I second. Second, I swore. Um, discussion. And, and Mr. Chairman, the, the motion is to recommend that the City Council adopt this yes. change to the ordinance. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying. Okay. Do you need to vote all these? Yeah. yeah. Roll call vote. I'm doing roll call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting my list. Make sure I don't miss anybody. Okay. Drew. Aye. Uh, Sunita. Aye. Howard. Yes. Eswar. Aye. Dick. Yes. Dave. Aye. And I, Vice Chair uh, Votto. And yes. for the record, uh, Trustee Gardiner and Qu Trustee Quan are not present for the vote. Yes, thank you. Okay. Thank you, Chair, as always. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Moving on. I guess we're at uh, retirements. See, Drew, we are saving this. Go team. <laughs> Service retirements. We have Mark R. Barber, fire captain, fire department, uh, effective July 6, 2023, with 25.15 years of service. We have Pedro Corona, fire captain, fire department, effective August 3, 2023, with 27.85 years of service. 
with reciprocity. Brian P. Marks, Fire Captain, Fire Department, effective August 6, 2023, with 30.56 years of service with reciprocity. Jeremy Martinez, Police Officer, Police Department, effective August 5th, 2023, with 25.35 years of service. Ray Rowe, Fire Captain, Fire Department, effective August 19, 2023, with 26.14 years of service. And David Scotia, I'm assuming, Fire Engineer, Fire Department, effective August 17, 2023, with 25.31 years of service. Motion to approve. I have a motion from Dick. Second? Second, Dave. Second, Dave Wilson. And we will do a roll call vote. Uh, Drew Lanza. Aye. Sunita. Aye. Howard. Yes. Eswar. Aye. Uh, Dick. Yes. Dave Wilson. Aye. And I, <laughs> Vice Chair Lotto, am an aye. And for the record, Trustee Gardner and Trustee Kwan are absent for the vote. Yes, thank you. Okay, and I'm assuming this is going to be separate. Defer vested. Go Just ahead, say Dick. thank you for their service. Appreciate it. Yep. Anybody else have any comments? Yeah, I'd like to say uh, thank you for their service and just a little note on uh, Officer Jeremy Martinez. He retires as the president of our chaplaincy board, so a uh, uh, special thank you going out to him for uh, taking care of our chaplains for the last several years. Absolutely, I agree. Thank you, Dave. Uh, defer vested. Edward Lee Conover III, Police Sergeant, Police Department, Effective Advocates, 14, 2023, with 29.33 years of service with reciprocity. Tim Wright, police officer, police department, effective June 28. Can I have that one before? Oh, someone guessed my, okay, I'm sorry, I apologize. Um, early retirement. Sundance Scardino, fire prevention inspector, fire department, effective June 1st, 2023, with 23.35 years of service with reciprocity. Motion, motion to approve. There we go. Motion. Second. Second, Dave Wilson. Motion, Dick Santos. Uh, Drew. Aye. Sunita. Aye. Howard Lee. Yes. Eswar. Aye. Dick. Yes. Dave Wilson. Aye. And I, Franco Votto, am an I. And for the record, Andrew Gardner and uh, David Kwan are not present at this meeting. Perfect. <laughs> See, I'm learning. <laughs> All right, let's Old go back. Can be taught. <laughs> let's go back to defer vested. Edward Lee Conover III, Police Sergeant, Police Department, effective August 14, 2023, with 29.33 years of service with reciprocity. Tim Wright, Police Officer, Police Department, effective June 28, 2023, with 20.01 years of service. Motion to approve. And a motion from Dick. Second. Second from Dave Wilson. And the vote, uh, Drew. Aye. Sunita. Aye. Howard. Yes. Eswar. Aye. Dick. Yes. Dave Wilson. Aye. And I, Vice Chair Votto, am an aye. And Mr. Chair, for those three people. Well, hold on. For the record, <laughs> Andrew Gardner and David Kwan are not present at this meeting. Go ahead. Oh, the best of the three that just retired. Excellent. Any comments, Dave? No. 
the one that I don't like talking about, um, death <coughs> and survivorship notifications. Notification of the death of Charles Castillo, police sergeant, active died July 21, 2022, survivorship benefits to Stephanie Castillo, spouse, and Benjamin Castillo and Samuel Castillo, sons. Notification of the death of Scott M. Fay, fire engineer, active, died July 21st, 2022. Survivorship benefits to Ashley Fay, spouse, and Kaysen Fay, son. Notification of the death of William L. Levy, firefighter, retired April 5th, 1997, died March 28th, 2023. No survivorship benefits. Notification of the death of Robert C. Moore, police lieutenant, retired February 9th, 1985, died May 18th, 2023. Survivorship benefits to Jerry L. Moore, spouse. Notification of the death of Manoa Robinson, police lieutenant, retired June 1st, 1988, died May 5th, 2023. Survivorship benefits to Linda Robinson, spouse. Notification of the death of Daniel Wagner, Wagner, police officer, retired January 2nd, 1991, died March 30, 2023, no survivorship benefits. And have a moment of silence. Okay. Um, I'm assuming we're still motion this, right? Correct. We'll still do a motion. Yes. Um, is that a motion from Dick? Second. Second from Dave Wilson. Drew. I uh, let me just point out. Uh, you know, I love to. If more um, join the force, dear. My parents were married. Wow. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Sunita. Aye. Howard. Yes. Eswar. Aye. Dick. Yes. Dave Wilson. Aye. And Vice Chair Votto, I'm an aye. Any comments? And Mr. Chair, I'm gonna yield to Dave and then I'll make a comment. Yeah, my thoughts and prayers go out to their, their families and their loved ones. Um, I will note uh, A and B, uh, Charles Paul Castillo for us. I didn't know Scott Fay, but uh, they were still active, passed away on the same day and way before their time away too early. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always uh, sad, but when you see someone a little older, you kind of have a better understanding. But we had this young engineer, Scott Fay, was really sad. And uh, our thoughts go to his uh, spouse and children. And a little ironic is Bill Levy worked in the um, police department for around 12 years, and he was the Mayor Hamler's bodyguard and came over to the mm -hmm. fire, then became an NFL referee. So <laughs> but, uh, the character, but uh, the best oh, yeah. to all their family. We really appreciate their dedication. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's right, you know, Dick, I do recall that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Okay, we'll go to committee minutes, reports, and recommendations, and start off with uh, investment committee. Um, we've had no meeting uh, since our last meeting, so nothing to report. And, and just for the record, uh, the next meeting is going to be on August 29th, not the 22nd. This was just decided yesterday because uh, there's going to be a, a city council meeting on the 22nd where some trustees will be uh, attending. So. Okay, thank you. 
We'll accept and file the report. <coughs> uh, we got audit risk. Yeah, no meeting since the last one. And uh, again, for the record, the next meeting <coughs> on August 17th has been postponed. Uh, I don't know if we have a new date. Yes, September 21st after the Fed meeting next month. Okay, we will accept and file those minutes. Uh, the next one is governance, and I guess that is me. We have not had a meeting. Um, our next meeting appears to be scheduled for September 7th, 2023. So we'll accept and file those minutes. Uh, Disability Committee. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Chair. Roberto, did we fill that uh, for that meeting? Yes. Uh, Franco, our vice chair, um, is available, and he is ecstatic that he's going to be able to join you at the meeting this coming Monday at 10 o'clock. So it will be yourself, uh, Trustee Santos, and Trustee Van. Yeah, thank you, Chair, for filling in. And that uh, next meeting will be August 7th. And unfortunately, we have about five. It's a heavy calendar. So uh, with that, uh, the rest is there to look at. Thank you. Thanks for the reminder. Um, we'll accept and file those minutes. And then Joint Personnel Committee. Yeah, so the JPC uh, also, we've not had a meeting, but we've continued to work uh, with the help of the councils, uh, leading in Chen. Uh, we've drafted a memo to take to city council uh, later this month. Yeah, so I would like to add to that. Uh, you heard uh, CIO Palani indicating that their uh, investment committee has moved from August 22nd to the 29th. And that's because as uh, so of right now, um, the, the issue approved by the JPC in terms of the uh, salary ranges for the CIO, CEO, and investment officers, as well as the concept of incentive compensation, is scheduled to be presented to City Council on August 22nd, uh, which coincided with the day of the investment committee. So that's why the committee has been uh, moved to the 29th. Obviously, at this point, and assuming that there is no strike, uh, we will probably be able to meet that deadline to present to the City Council on August 22nd. Right now, it is scheduled to be the first discussion item after consent, and I will keep the trustees apprised. I think the expectation, if I misspeak about his, please correct me. My understanding is that the presentation of this request will be made by the chair of the JPC, which is Trustee Menon, and the vice chair, which is uh, Trustee uh, Anurag Chandra from uh, Federated. Uh, but I, we are going to make sure that there's an invitation to all trustees that will be uh, encouraged and welcome to attend the meeting, uh, obviously in support of, of the request of both boards. So you'll know, uh, you'll have more information later, but I just wanted to give you the heads up. Any questions on that? Uh, do we know how much time we have? Oh. It depends on the discussion. Uh, it will be as long as the city council would like to discuss the, the item, but I suspect it could be anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes. Okay, that's all right, sure. Were you asking how long your presentation should be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would keep it short and to the point yeah. and hit the pros and cons. Yeah. A and I have like, Personally, I have a five-minute yeah. time. After five minutes, I sort of zone out yeah. because, but five to ten minutes, I would yeah. say, on yeah. everything. Thank you, Council Member, for the uh, um, explanation. I, I misunderstood your yeah. question. Uh, the, usually, we keep the presentation to less than five minutes. Yeah. 
I, w I thought you were referring to the whole discussion. Once you present, I'm sure they're gonna be questioned by right. council, so that may take longer, but yes. Okay. Thank right, you. And, and there will be an opportunity for public comment, so any of the trustees could turn in a card for public comment, attend the meeting, and then when the item comes up, you'll be asked to speak for two minutes. Thank you again. <laughs> Thank you. We'll uh, accept and file those. Uh, next is proposed agenda items. Hearing none, any public comment? Oh, this meeting's adjourned.